Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And I just spent my last weekend in Ecuador. And I tell you, it was a blast. It was bananas. I decided to hang out in the city this weekend and take a tour of Quito. But you know what, brothers? It was Halloween weekend. In the United States, we celebrate Halloween on October 31st. And they go crazy in Ecuador over Halloween. They love Halloween. Saturday night, which is actually the 30th, Quito, the capital, was blowing up with parties and people in costumes, riding motorcycles all around the city. In fact, right outside the hostel I'm staying at, there was probably, it was over 100. I'm not sure if it was over 200, so I'm not going to say hundreds, but there was scores of people in costumes riding motorcycles. It was bananas. During the day, I probably saw half a dozen museums and, and even more churches as I took a tour of the city. But here's the thing. You guys may know about me. You may not know, but I'm generally more of a jungle guy. I'm generally more of an ocean person. I find the energy of the city to just be confusing, and I find the energy of the jungle to be harmonious. Now, the reason why has to do with nature. Nature has its own rules, and it has its own harmonious flow of life. You know, I've always been interested in sea life, and I've taken an interest in birds as well, but more recently, I've really taken an interest in plants and fungus and I won't go into all of that on this podcast because my own personal interests, however amazing the discoveries I make along my own personal journey are to me, they may not be practical for you in your journey of self-discovery. And I really strive to keep this podcast focused on you, my brothers. Now, that being said, I do want to offer something right before we get into the 103 observation, and it's an explanation as to why I feel more harmonious in the nature of the jungle and the waters of the ocean. I want to offer this briefly before going into this podcast teaching because I know that many of you are suffering from an ignorance of the self in the same way that I was. You see, people will use terms like introvert and extrovert to explain observed behavior. These terms are stories rooted in misunderstanding. There's really no such thing as an introvert or an extrovert. People just make these words up. They make these terms up to explain the behavior that they observe. The truth is that we have a, we all have a different type of mechanical nature that is functioning in the realm of vibration, invisible and unconscious to us, that is electromagnetically bonding with all the life around us, including other humans. My mechanical energy is very focused and absorbing. In terms of the hero's journey, I am not the hero, brothers. It is not my purpose to be the hero. It never has been. My entire life has never been about being the hero. My life has never been about me. We're all conditioned to be the hero. We're all taught from a very young age to live your life, find your purpose, live the way you want to live. It's, it's all about you. It's for you. We're conditioned to be the hero or the victim, depending on the conditioning. But rarely, if ever, are we offered the option of being the guide. So if you don't know the hero's journey, then I'm going to offer that very quickly. You see, the hero's journey begins with the hero stuck. He feels destined for something greater, yet he has no idea what that is. 
And at some point, he's presented with this something greater. He's presented with a quest. He engages on the quest and he fails. He's defeated by the villain. He later meets a guide who provides him with something, a special weapon, secret knowledge, or some type of skill development. The hero is now equipped with what he needs to return to his quest, and he defeats the villain. He saves the day. He gets the girl and whatever. You know, he, the story ends. Most humans assume the role through conditioning of hero, victim, or villain. In Star Wars, we have Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Luke is the hero. Vader is the villain. Now, if Luke had been, had his hand chopped off and the Empire Strikes Back and never gone back to Yoda to get his training, to complete his training, then he wouldn't be the hero. He would be the victim. And in The Matrix, we have Neo and Agent Smith, hero, villain. Now, brothers, I am neither Luke Skywalker nor Darth Vader. I am neither Neo nor Agent Smith. I am Yoda. I am Morpheus. I am the teacher, the guide, the one who offers the hero secret knowledge or some type of skill development. This is my purpose. This is how my energy works. This is how I am designed to function in this form. And I am not alone. About one in five humans are actually guides trying to be heroes and ending up victims because of their conditioning. You see, the fact of the matter is that being a guide means that you have an absolute drive within you to integrate with the other. Like I say, my energy is focused on the other and it absorbs the identity of the other. Not to bring it into my own identity, but to understand and be curious about the identity of the other so I can guide that other. It is not a sense of neediness. It's more of an enormous curiosity. It is really one of the deepest themes that operates through the guide, this extraordinary curiosity of others. And this is not always a self-evident curiosity. It is a curiosity that is fundamentally a part of the mechanical nature of the way our guiding energy works. No other human has the facility to focus in and penetrate to the core of the self, to the core of the identity of the other. It is the guide's great gift that generally goes unknown due to the conditioning in our society to make everyone the same, to make everyone a hero. This is the great difficulty of the guide, the dilemma that exists from the very beginning, the very moment we emerge from our mother's womb, we are exposed to this conditioning field. Now, conditioning is essential for the development, and it gets to a point where it becomes very difficult, extremely difficult to be able to differentiate between the not self of who I think I am because of the conditioning and the true self of who I truly am. Now, heroes are naturally curious about themselves. Like Luke Skywalker staring over the deserts of Tatooine, the hero's focus is on themselves. The hero thinks and focuses on their own life, not in a selfish way. Selfishness is a label. It's a judgment. It comes from the mind. But heroes are purely energetically designed to focus on themselves. It is their destiny to be the hero, and they, in a very deeply unconscious way, know this about themselves, and so their lives are their own. This is not the case for guides. Our lives are secondary to the life of the other, whom we are intensely focused in on and absorbing through our energy. The interest of all guides is the fulfillment of what our destiny is all about. 
which is to fulfill that curiosity, to be able to recognize how things work. What is the big picture? What is at the heart of nature? And while we are doing this, we are dependent on the recognition of the other, not in a codependency, not in a way where we're needy of the other, but just in a way that we need to be recognized. We don't need the other. It's their recognition because without someone to guide, the guide has no purpose. I have built my life around guiding, around coaching. It began with fitness. I was a fitness coach. It moved into confidence as a confidence coach, then cognition, a cognition coach. And now at this stage in my personal development, my personal guiding destiny is all about guiding humans into self-discovery. I'm a self-discovery coach. The movement to me in the big picture is clear. The movement from form to energy, from matter to vibration, from body to spirit. And the journey was through the mind body, which was fitness, through the mind, confidence and cognition, ending in spirit, which is self-discovery. And I know this resonates with many of you, perhaps one out of five or maybe more. It is possible that many of you in my audience are actually guides, suffering because you've been conditioned to be heroes and are rejecting that conditioning because something inside you knows that you are meant to be curious about the world, curious about the other, curious about the truth. Now, look, brothers, I'm not saying that heroes don't suffer. Of course they do. This is why the guide exists, after all. The guide exists to end the suffering of the hero, to give that special knowledge, to teach that special skill to the hero. But the hero suffers for a different reason. And I'm not going to go into that because of the scope of this podcast, but I do want to remind you why I mentioned this. It's because I love the jungle. I love the sea. I love the detached harmony of nature. Why? because this is where I can be curious and explore the world of truth until I am recognized by a hero who is ready to find their inner truth, their self-knowledge. When this happens, I am successful because I am recognized. And so I wait, I wait like Yoda in the swamps of the Dagobah system for Luke to arrive and begin to receive his Jedi training. So I wait I wait like Morpheus for Neo to find me and take the red pill. And while I wait, I explore the perfect world of harmony that exists all around us and through us. And brothers, I am so blessed to be able to share my explorations and knowledge with all of you. Now, let's get into the episode. We are finishing up the 1.0 Cognitive Mastery Curriculum. This is the third phase of the journey. This is 103, observation. Remember that in the 1.0 Cognitive Mastery Program, it's kind of broken into three trimesters, if you will, as the academy is this institution of higher learning. 101 is awareness. This phase 102 detachment, which we talked about last week, is what precedes 103, observation. And I've used two analogies that I will bring into this episode. So if you haven't listened to the two previous podcast episodes on 101 awareness and 102 detachment, it might benefit you to do so before getting into this content. Brothers, observation is how the mind is meant to operate in its current function. It is a passenger consciousness. It is a messenger between the realm of vibration and the realm of form. It is impersonal and functions like a machine. Input, output. What you put into it, that is what you will get out of it. For this reason, the mind is not a decision maker. We do not use the mind to make decisions. When you use your mind to make decisions for you, you are operating through your conditioning. You are operating through your not self. You've spent a lifetime of putting not self conditioning into your mind. And when you search your mind for answers and decision, you get the output of all those inputs. These are not you. These are your memories. 
They're all your stories, your judgments, your evaluations, your criticisms, your condemnations, and so on. Brothers, to know yourself means to know your relationship with the world, not only the world of ideas and people, but also with nature and with the man-made things that we possess. What is important is to be aware without choice, because choice brings conflict. Remember, the chooser is in confusion. This is why he chooses. The chooser chooses because he is confused about choice. If he wasn't confused, he would have no need for choice. If there was no confusion, there would be no need for this choice. He would not have to make a choice. He would not need to choose. There is no need to decide this or that. There is no need for us to go this way or that way. Only the person who is confused chooses what he will do or won't do. The human who is clear in his mind, detached from all conditioning, does not choose. He simply observes. What is, is. There is a constant acceptance of what is and a gratitude for what is. Action based on an idea is the action of choice, and these actions are not liberating, just the opposite, in fact. These actions create further conflict, further resistance, because they take the conflict into the next moment according to all of the conditioned thinking. Now, the important thing is to observe from moment to moment the movement of the mind without accumulating the experience that conditioning brings. Because the moment you accumulate memory and stories and beliefs, you are only aware according to that accumulation, according to that pattern, according to that conditioning or that experience. So your mind is conditioned by your accumulation and therefore it is no longer observation, but merely translation, merely the repeating of a pattern. And when there is translation, when there is a pattern, then when there's repetition, there's choice and choice creates conflict. And in conflict, there can be no understanding of the self. Brothers, life is a matter of relationship. To be alive is to be in relation to life. To understand relationship, which is always changing, which is always in flux, there must be an awareness that is also in flux and always moving, never static, never attached to a single point or time or experience. Therefore, it is to simply observe the movement of the mind in flux from moment to moment of our thinking, of our feeling, with no judgment or grasping onto a single moment that moves quickly into the past. This is the door of the hidden, which becomes the known. But to find the unknown, we must go beyond the door. And this is the great difficulty because we are conditioned to attach ourselves to a thought or belief and then bring it into the future. Reality is not a thing that can be known by the mind because the mind is the result of the known. It's the result of the past, of all the stories and memories. Therefore, the mind must understand its own function, its own truth, and only when it is possible for that to happen, only then it is possible for the unknown to be revealed. That is observation. This is what the master meant when he said, Know what is in front of your face, and what is hidden will be disclosed to you, for there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. So, brothers, we begin the process of self-discovery with 101 awareness of the mind and then 102 detachment from it. Once you are detached, fully detached, then you can begin to observe its movement. And this is 103. Remember from last week, the mind is like a tunnel that passes messages between your true self and the vehicle, the body, the world. This is the oculus that bonds the duality of the differentiated human. 
We are both energy and form, spirit and cells. This is the duality. This is differentiation. Brothers, this is not a story, my friends. This is self-evident. Any human who doesn't believe in the realm of sound and vibration is simply blind to their own nature. They have been seduced by the external and have no awareness of their own truth. It is not a matter of belief. It is a matter of fact. Now, when we have this mind passing through the tunnel, between vibration and form, between energy and matter, it's during the course of our lives as humans that this tunnel gets caved in by all the conditioning of the world. And this is not a bad thing. It is required. It is a part of our journey as humans to have this tunnel cave in and go to work, removing all the debris in order to access the true nature of our being. Most humans don't do this work. They simply live in their conditioning, many of them suffering needlessly. And brothers, this isn't wrong. This isn't bad. It is what it is. Look, the truth is that the world needs to have the contrast between those who are awake and those who are asleep. There is nothing wrong with being asleep. It can be very peaceful. Remember Cypher from The Matrix. He was asleep. He was woken up by Morpheus and he wanted to go back to sleep. There's nothing wrong with this. However, many humans who are asleep are having nightmares and they're believing their nightmares to be a reality. So there is this cave-in of the tunnel and you have become aware of this. This is 101. You have determined not to turn away from the cave-in and instead you've done the work of removing the rocks, sediments, debris, and garbage that is making up the cave-in. This is 102. All of this is the stories of the not-self. It is all of the conditioning that the mind has attached itself to in order to develop so you've removed the conditioning, you've detached yourself from all the stories that are not you. What remains, my brother? Observation. Now you have a clear tunnel and the mind is free to pass back and forth between your true self and the world. You are free to express your true self into the world from vibration to form. And you can see the world as the perfect form of love, light, and wisdom that it is from form to vibration. And what's next? I mean, how do you prevent another cave-in? How do you watch the mind fulfill its purpose without attaching to the stories of society, the stories of the systems, the governments, the religions, the friends, the family, and all the rest of the external illusions? It's through observation. Observation as a practice is different depending on the person. There is not one way to observe the movement of the mind. And this is the content of the next three podcast episodes because I will introduce for you three ways to observe the mind without attaching to the conditioning field, to simply be aware of it as it passes through you so that you can engage with your true self from moment to moment. That's the next three-part series. But I want to go deeper into this podcast. To conclude this podcast, I want to offer the power of the conscious mind versus the unconscious mind. Because brothers, this is another duality that exists within a duality. Contrast is a function of this form. It's a function of the human experience. There is duality in all of the illusion and it's up to us to reveal and live within this duality while knowing we are separate from it. There is the differentiation of the spirit and the form. That's one duality. And similarly, there is for the mind, there is the differentiation of the conscious and the unconscious. There is the mental duality. So let's go back to the tunnel. Let's go back to the tunnel analogy, my brothers. We have this tunnel that operates as a personal boundary for our individual mind. The unconscious mind is the messenger between the two ends of the tunnel. 
the realm of vibration and energy on one end and the realm of matter and form on the other end. The unconscious mind operates purely as a messenger for what it looks at. It looks at only the ends of the tunnel. It travels on light between the two realms, passing messages back and forth. Now, with the cave-in of conditioning, the unconscious mind carries messages from the cave-in to the form, to the world. And this becomes our false identity. This becomes the beta condition. With the cave-in removed through detachment, the unconscious mind is free to express the fullness of our true self, the alpha state, the inner light, the mechanical energy. It is the unconscious mind that knows the pure reality of the internal and the perfect creation of the external because it is the unconscious mind that sees the ends of the tunnel. Now, there is also the conscious mind. This is the passenger consciousness that travels with the unconscious mind. However, the conscious mind looks within the tunnel. It does not look at the true self because it can't know pure reality. Neither does it look at the world because it can't know perfect creation. The conscious mind only looks at the tunnel itself and it brings with it a distortion that the unconscious mind attempts to pass through with its message. So at this phase of the journey for the students in the academy, I offer a distortion that parallels the truth. This is like building the tunnel so strong that no conditioning can ever cave it in again. And more than that, I offer that my students decorate the inside of their tunnel with distortions that parallel the truth of what is. Brothers, we can never know the truth of the inner self. This is a mystery only revealed upon our transition from form to spirit. It is revealed upon bodily death when two become one. So we must create a story of distortion using the conscious mind that parallels or is synonymous with the unknown truth of pure reality. For example, everything is perfect. Everything is one. All is love. Love is the law. The law is love. I am perfect. You are perfect. The world is perfect. There is no mistakes. Everything that happened happened as it was meant to. Nothing is ever going wrong. Everything is neutral and so on. There are so many more, including the alpha male tenants. Now, I know that there are humans out there that are so lost in their unconsciousness, that are so asleep that they'll pass this off as spiritual bypass. They'll simply say these are platitudes of spiritual bypass and they don't help anyone. But that's because they're asleep, brothers. That's because they don't know the inner truth. They don't know who they truly are. They are ignorant of their own self. Now, when I say distortions that, are, that parallel the truth, what I mean is that these are beliefs. These are still beliefs. They're still stories. They're still a function of the conscious mind. So they are part of the known and therefore they are distortions. When I say everything is perfect, that is a story. When I say everything is one, that is a story. When I say everything is love, that is a story. When I say nothing is ever going wrong, that is a story. When I say everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, that is a story. When I say everything happened the way it was meant to happen, that is a story. It is a distortion. It is not the truth because we can't know the truth. The truth is unknowable, but we can create distortions that parallel the truth. These distortions are parallel to or synonymous with the truth. They aren't the truth itself. They are revelations from the truth that allow the conscious mind to have a function as a passenger consciousness and bring you closer to the truth. Consider the analogy of the house. Do you remember this analogy from last week? Your mind is like a dark house that has no light. Awareness is the beginning. It is the start of the house receiving the light. It begins with the flicker of the candle and ends with full-blown sunlight. You turn on all the lights and can see everything in the house, in all the rooms, in all the closets. 
This is awareness. When these lights come on, you see all the furniture and all the debris and all the garbage in the house. Most people turn off the lights and go back to suffering and buffering and fall asleep. They go back into their personal nightmares of life. Others move on to detachment. All of the junk in the house is just conditioning. All the furniture, all the garbage, all the rotten food in the corner, it's just conditioning. It's memories of belief that don't serve you and they t and tell you lies about who you think you are. So you begin the process of detachment according to the tools offered in the previous podcast and with the help of a guide. You start to clean up the house. You clean up the rooms and you go into the hidden closets of stories and beliefs and begin to remove what's in there. Once this is achieved, then the unconscious mind has the clean and clear house for which to operate. However, the conscious mind must find its function. It can't live in an empty house. The unconscious mind isn't even in the house. It is traveling all the time between the two realms. You know, it sees the ends of the tunnel. The house is the tunnel. The house is the function of the conscious mind only. So here is where you begin to decorate your house using your conscious mind. And brother, what will you fill this house with? Will it be the same as before? Will you turn it into another frat house? <laughs> Will you turn it into another pigsty, right? Will you turn the lights back off and start tossing garbage on the floor? Start tossing worn out clothes that don't fit into your closets or leaving dirty dishes in the sink or leaving toilets unflushed? Brothers, I offer my students that they decorate their homes as if it were a showroom, as if it were a model home on the cover of a magazine. Everything is spotless, perfect for them to live in. This is like filling the tunnel with walls of art, you are creating your home to be as perfect and spotless as your true self and as perfect and spotless as the world. You are training your conscious mind to function with as little distortions from the truth as possible. This then becomes the stories that we use that are parallel to the truth, but not the actual truth. When his disciples asked their master, then shall we enter the kingdom as babies? He replied to them, when you make two into one, and when you make the inner like the outer and the outer like the inner and the upper like the lower, and when you make male and female into a single one so that the male will no longer be male nor the female be female, and when you make eyes in the place of an eye and a hand in the place of a hand and a foot in the place of a foot and image in the place of an image, then you will enter the kingdom. This is the meaning of using the mind to perceive the truth. The kingdom is here and now within you and all around you. It is the mind that distracts you from that brother with all of its fear and conditioning. When you undertake the journey of self-discovery, you are setting your life on a course that few ever begin. However, it is the journey that we are here to engage with. Again, I quote the words from the master, let one who seeks not stop seeking until one finds. When one finds, one will be troubled. When one is troubled, one will marvel and will reign over all. Brothers, the journey of self-discovery begins with you seeking the truth that is within you. When you find the truth, you will begin the process of detachment from what are the lies that you've been telling yourself your entire life. And this is quite troubling because it is the detachment from the false self, from the not self, the detachment from identifying with the stories of what is important and needed in the world. However, once you are troubled, you will marvel at the truth and you will be set free. To fill your house with perfection and paint the walls of your tunnel with beauty, I offer the intentional model of alignment and the alpha male tenets. The alpha male tenets are inherent truths that when you properly understand them and apply them to your life, they align you with the perfect unknowable of 
your inner self. The intentional model of alignment helps you to see how your conscious mind is determining your outer world. It is the framework for making your outer like your inner and your inner like your outer. Both of these tools are explained on previous podcast episodes and are developed as a practice in the academy. Brothers, the more you know your true self, the more clarity you have, the more clarity there is. Self-discovery has no end. You don't come to an achievement. You don't reach a conclusion. It is an endless river. As one studies it, as one goes into it more and more, deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole, you will find peace only when the mind is free through self-knowledge and not through self-discipline. Only then in that freedom and tranquility, in that silent observation of the moving mind, can pure reality come into being. It is only then that there can be bliss, that there can be creative action and purpose fulfilled. And it seems to me through my own development and, and self-discovery that without this understanding of the true self, there can be no real existence because the existence that we experience without knowledge of ourselves is just the dream world. It's the nightmare. It's just the sleeping existence. When you are able to understand and know yourself and thereby bring about that creative happiness in the moment, that experience of something that is not the mind, but rather allows the mind to function through observation and as an entity being observed, then there can be a transformation in the immediate relationship with the self, the other and in the world in which we live. Brothers, that concludes this three-part series on the 1.0 Cognitive Mastery Curriculum, 101 Awareness, 102 Detachment, and 103 Observation. Over the next three podcast episodes, I will go deeper into the function of observation itself, since there are different paths for the variety of humans operating in the world. And I want to remind you and invite you to enroll in the academy once you have practiced the tools of awareness. Beginning the detachment phase is much more effective with a guide. And the observation phase is also strongly suggested that you employ the assistance of a guide. As you will find out <laughs> in the content I introduce over the next three podcast episodes. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you today. The next time you hear from me, I will no longer be in Ecuador. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. And until then... Elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.